We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Neil hopped up on steroids and caffeine and... God knows what else. So who knows what the show will bring for us here? Uh, I, mean, I might c- climb across the table and yeah. hit you today. Know, Everybody, everybody's like, "Are y'all pissed off at each other?" I'm like, "I don't even." Not that I'm aware of. Sometimes so. I don't even know what we talk about. But yeah. you know, if, if you make me mad today, who knows what might happen? Still a chair in the corner here uh, in the uh, Clark Ford Studio. Ole Miss knocks off Mount St. Mary's last night, seventy-seven sixty-eight at the Pavilion. Their uh, final home tune-up prior to a uh, trip to UCF on Sunday. UCF, a top 80 team in the Ken Palm. So, uh, good game. Good road game. The Big 12, really good at basketball. So, uh, UCF will get some schedule help throughout the year now inside that conference. We had a little basketball today. After uh, that, Chris Beard with some uh, critical words for his team after a pretty listless win over the Mountaineers last night. And that one, we will attempt to break down Charlie Baker's brainchild for the NCAA splitting off into multiple Division I uh, sections, if you uh, if you will. The Super Division One and the Division One. Got a lot of thoughts on that yeah, here coming I'm, up. I'm looking forward to that because you've done a deep dive. I meant to, to do a deep dive yesterday and didn't. Um, I had a different day yesterday. I was doing some recruiting stuff, and then I went to Carson's game at DeSoto, got back late because the girls played overtime, damn it. Um <laughs> But it happens. That's part of it. It's part of it. <laughs> they won. They won. A credit they won. to congratulations to the Lady Chargers. Um, I wish they would have won in regulation. I would be it would be a more hearty congratulations. But congratulations nonetheless. They 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 persevered and won the game. Uh, but it stopped me from really doing the deep dive into that. So I'm interested to hear what you say and responding to it. Yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do that much more. All MPW Digital podcast presented by Twisted T. More on them a little bit. The Oxford Exxon Beer Cave. They got stuff going on this weekend. It's not just uh, with college football's regular season over. Army Navy playing. Everybody likes watching that game again. It's in Foxborough for the first time in 124 years for uh, that matchup between the two service academies. You got the finals of the uh, NBA in season tournament on uh, Saturday as well. So good weekend sports. Who's still in the finals? Uh, well, we're only at the semis now it's celtics lakers buck no not no sorry bucks lakers and i don't remember the other okay two. um they played 
Thursday nights, the semis, Saturdays, the finals. Because the Celtics got beat. The Celtics got beat, and then the, the Suns got knocked out last okay. night. Um, maybe the Pelicans are left? I think the Pels, are, the right? Pels are left. Pels are good. Yeah. I know t- the Lakers won last night. Was it the Bucks that knocked out the Celtics and celebrated like they'd won the title? Oh, did they really? Oh, yeah. I didn't see this. It was kind of interesting because, you know, all the cynics have been like, and I get the cynicism. I do. I do. In season tournament. I get it. Like, oh, the play. In American sports, we don't do this. They go, players won't care. Yeah. Yeah, they care. Brackets. We love some brackets. We love brackets. Americans love brackets. We love brackets. I mean, we do. We, 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 we like semifinals. We love brackets. Quarter, call something a quarterfinal, and everybody goes, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the way it works. So, Even uh, if it's like, hey, it's just December, and you're still going to play another 60 games. You're at the one-quarter pole. Uh, Lakers, Pels, Bucks, Pacers. Oh. Or who's left? Oh, give me a Pels-Bucks game with something on the line. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'd like to watch that. Okay. So that's who uh, that's who's left. So nonetheless, Beer Cave, Oxford Exxon, lunch specials, 569, couple sides of bread. Any size fountain drink you would like. So uh, head in there, clean convenience store, great products, and more. And again, competing from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for our friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guests join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To uh, book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, Norman Lair passed away this morning at the age of 101, television uh, creator that uh, really kind of ushered a new brand of television in in the early 1970s, kind of after the the rural purge from uh CBS, when they canceled Beverly Hillbillies and Mayberry and Petticoat Junction and Green Acres and all that stuff, Lear came in and his uh, his credits involve All in the Family, The Jeffersons, Sanford and Son, Good Times, Mauled, Hartman, One Day at a Time. Wow. A lot of stuff there going on for, for get, Mr. Lair. I can get nostalgic pretty quick there. <laughs> yeah, he passed away at 101 years old, was still working as of last year. He helped with the uh, Netflix reboot of Good Times in 2022. So uh, oh. still was... Uh, in the office every day at at least 99 or 100. And good times and all in the family sort of. Are they connected? Spun, they, they were kind of connected, right? Some of the characters knew each other. Okay. Is that right? Wasn't Sanford and Son and the Jeffersons connected too? Is that wrong? The Jeffersons was connected to something, wasn't it? Yeah, but I don't think it was Sanford and okay. Son. Okay. All right. Sanford and Son was brilliant television. Really? Yeah. It was great. Fred and Lamont and Grady. I mean, if I can remember the characters 40 yeah, years yeah, yeah. later, it was brilliant television. Yeah. So that's his. Uh, All in the Family was way ahead of its time. And so was so was Good Times. No, not Good Times. The Jeffersons. Okay. The Jeffersons and All in the Family, I think, were sort of interconnected somehow. Oh, really? It's been a long time. Okay. But like Archie Bunker was a very complicated television character. So was George Jefferson. It's and you had Wheezy and it's frankly the first vestiges of kind of prestige TV where everything's more complicated than it appears. Yeah, 
Yeah, those you know, were those were. Com- I mean, that's really the very first generation of the brainchild. Of what we ended, you know, we we ended up with with the Wire and Sopranos and Breaking Bad and all that stuff. That hey, the you know the protagonist is not necessarily all good or funny or whatever. And there's there's some there's some complications and some B storylines and this stuff that didn't really happen until that. Stacy is confirming my distant memories. Okay, which is. I think this is where we're headed with age. Where if you ask me what I did yesterday, I'm not really sure. But hey, tell me what TV shows were connected back when you were 14. I can I can do it. Okay, that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Uh, hey, Neil, can you tell me the name of your next door neighbor? No, but I can tell you who was the Cub shortstop in '82. It's bizarre. Yeah, I'm trying to. I I don't know in you know even more in 10, 15 years what I'll think. Hey, those were the the shows as a kid because the problem is we watched a lot of stuff that was kind of syndication yeah. to us yeah that's the biggest difference i mean like i can go through wonder years but that wasn't really on when i was the age to watch wonder years yeah. i was no it's i the, was the age to watch it every was it wednesday night i don't know i think it was every wednesday night see i called it on like nick at night and whatever and watched the syndication reruns but then became obsessed with it like i can remember you know for years it wasn't available for dvd purchase because they couldn't afford the rights to all the great music that was on the the, oh. the, the the shows so you could get a bootleg copy from like china and they would package it like it was real and it was the it was a recorded tape of the nick at night broadcast of the show on dvds oh so you had to you had to bootleg it almost like Snoky smoky and the bandit for the wonder years out of like asia or somewhere over there so i, I had a copy of that it's at, 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 at some point BWL says I'm right. It was on Wednesday. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm on a memory roll, boys and girls. That's kind of impressive. Ask me, like, who'd you write about this morning, Neil? I don't know. But here we are. Tell me about 1981. Sure. No, not a problem at all. It's good. I can tell you flag football plays that we ran when I was nine. No joke. I can tell you all about the Panthers-Steelers YMCA championship game in Ruston. Oh, you're serious? I'm t- totally serious. I can tell you about pl- bootlegs that we ran. I, it's insane. And then I can't tell you about like people who live in the street. Uh, down on the, it's, it's not good. Very frustrating to my wife. Probably frustrating to you. I said that this morning on the board. <laughs> Y'all are probably both. The two of you I know get frustrated with me. You'll like name somebody in Oxford. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And you're like, you, how do you not? I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying I don't know. It's not a point of pride. I, I, I can't. I can't make myself know. Mm. Fill me in. And Laura's like, you know, they live at that that house. I don't know if you do this. I walk and run this neighborhood yeah, and stuff yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Laura can tell you, like, you know, they have the. I'm just making up a car for a minute. They have the green Honda. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, you know, they have the Range Rover or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. She goes, do you don't know what people drive? I'm like, Laura, I could get in someone's car. And go with them from Oxford to Charlotte, and that's kind of your thing. You don't cars are not in any no. realm. Uh, you just don't even pick it up. I you, could get out of that car in Charlotte, and ten minutes later, Lark could say, "What kind of car did he have?" I don't know. It was a big car, a big car, and it just blows her away. It might have been white. Yeah, she could say, "What was the color in the interior?" Uh, gray, maybe tan and gray, kind of the same. Yeah. I don't know. It's one or the other. <laughs> Sorry. I've actually been meaning to watch the the Wonder Years spinoff, and I just or reboot. I I just haven't. Like I haven't. Network TV just gets lost on me in my weeks. I just have a hard time following network TV in the same. Yeah. I, it's just hard to do. Um, 
and, and it's not something I prioritize. Uh, right. I mean, that's just not. I'm, I'm much more likely to stream something that I know is just available whenever I have a minute. And then I'm, I've always got an audio book in my ears now because I just walk around with AirPods listening to audio books all day. So it's, it's, it, it has not been where I'm, uh, where I'm at on, uh, on that. Um, all right. You want to do basketball to get it out of the way or do you want to get into the NCAA stuff? What do you want to do? I'll help you. I'm just here for the ride. You just here for the ride? I, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you drive the ship today. Okay. You got the keys. Uh, Let's go to basketball because we're already half in a segment, and then that way it'll let us uh, do a full segment on the uh, on the other. Um, Ole Miss wins again in a, I guess a close game, but they were never losing the game last night. Right. The game flow was clearly Ole Miss was the better team. Uh, Mount St. Mary's did not have the talent to to win that basketball game. Ole Miss also completely failed to pull away at any point. They got out rebounded last night by Mount St. Mary's. They did build up to a 17-point lead, right? Second they did. Half. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They just, like, and then it got back to 9 and 11. Yeah. And just in there in the last, like, three minutes, it was just Mount St. Mary's was kind of playing with their hair on fire for some reason. It was like. Because why not? Ole Miss had already kind of stopped. Yeah. And Mount St. Mary's wouldn't stop. I mean, it, it was, they were kind of the frustrating kid at a football practice that's going full speed on the Thursday walkthrough. Like, I'm thinking Ole Miss is looking over going, guys, you're losing. What, what, what are we doing right now? I always hated that kid. And they're just pressing and going it's like oh god we okay. had one of those in high school drove me nuts <laughs> it's thursday dude we're walking through yeah no Not he's a, full speed hero the, we don't call it a run through call it a walk through and then tackle drills uh-huh when you're like hey we know how we're doing this right we're just thud right and then he just waylay you you're like son of a bitch <laughs> so they were doing a little of that um look almost did what they needed to do they need to get a win get out of there uh the thing that actually, because there's not much to take from this game, um, we'll take we'll talk about the negative in a second. What Chris Beard said after the game, from a positive standpoint, it's that again they've got this three headed kind of backcourt right now that is carrying them from a scoring standpoint, from a flow standpoint, and they had three more really good games. I mean, Jalen Murray goes for uh, 26 last night, nine of 15 from the field, um, takes really good shots because he only goes one of two from three he didn't just blast it up from the perimeter he goes seven of eight from the line last night alan flanagan 5 11 from the field 10 points they didn't ask him to do a ton he had just kind of a normal game for him and then matt morrell again the shot selection is so much better for morrell he is distributing he's doing a lot of things he goes for 24 last night seven for 11 three of seven for three seven of nine from the stripe plays uh, 34 minutes. Murray plays 37 minutes last night for uh, for the Rebels. So I, I thought that was critical. But on the other side, they just, they're getting nothing out of the post. Uh, again, they got out-rebounded. Cissé had a really quiet night. Only plays nine minutes last night. One offensive board, no defensive boards. Goes 0 for 2 from the field. It's got to get better. Yeah. they, they, they got to get better in the post getting yeah, into league play. For sure. I mean, it just is what it is. What I read, into, and I, I went back and watched Chris's uh, post game. Number one, I mean, he wants his team to grow up, right? And a grown-up team. And again, this is year one. Got him trying to start his car. Did it start? Was that us? There it goes. Got it. There he goes. Yeah. Oh, that would have been fun. Um, he wants his team to play with a maturity. And a mature team comes back from an emotional victory before a big road game opportunity at UCF. It takes care of business, right? Mm-hmm. You blow them out. You empty the bench. Everybody sits on the end of the bench and celebrates the last six, seven minutes. And get out of there. Yeah. But they're not there yet. It's a process. Today's December the 6th. 
The season started, I think, November the 7th. So we're like a month in, and they're not there yet. It's okay. I suspect today's practice will have a little uh, little bite to it, and that's not a bad thing. Um, but look, yeah, from a basketball standpoint, sure. We're about to step up in competition a little bit. And so, you know, you're about to play. UCF's a good team, good league, really good league. Like Big 12, Big 12's a power league in basketball. There are, going into the week, there were 14, and again, I get strength to schedule. There were mm-hmm. 14 undefeated teams in the country. Six were in the Big 12. Yeah. Going into the week. So, you know, they're about to step up. You got California coming up next after a week. They think neutral site game. And then, you know, you've got three games, and then boom. They're, Knoxville. They're the Vols right there. You know, at Thompson Bowling. And, and they're real. And it's going to get real. So you got to grow up. And I think that's what he was kind of saying. I, I thought his analogy was, a, a, at first it was funny. And then I thought, that's right. You know, because we're robbing banks right now. And, we're getting and, away with it. And we're getting away with it. But in the back of your mind, you know, you know, if we keep robbing these banks, eventually we're going to get caught. And look, they are going to get caught. I mean, they're not going undefeated. I mean, if they do, awesome. God, our ratings will be off the chain. We'll have a great story, but I, I feel pretty confident that's not going to happen. And so they are going to have to respond to adversity at some point. And right now, they're kind of getting away with, for lack of a better term, a couple of losing efforts. They've won the games anyway, which says something about their tenacity at the end of games and things of that nature, but it's time to grow up. That's what he's basically saying to them. <laughs> He kind of was doing that coach thing, too. He knew this was coming. He yeah. was saying a lot of things that was talking to them that he was not surprised by and probably wasn't even that pissed off by because it was just – it is what it, it is. Challenged, it's reality. Challenged Alan Flanagan. Hey, go get an offensive board. Yeah. He go. calls out Flanagan in the postgame press conference, and it's but like – He does it in a way where he goes, yeah. hey, he's an all-SEC player. Yeah, complimenting but, you. But go you, play like one Yeah, every night. Yeah, you're my guy, so be my guy. Yeah, you don't – we're not good enough for you to take nights off. Mm-hmm. That's what he was saying. And he did it through the media. Alan will hear it. Alan's dad. <laughs> he didn't even say him by name, did he? No, no, he didn't use his name. Yeah, but Alan knows it's him. I mean, it's obvious it was him. He was the only guy that didn't have an offensive board, <laughs> defensive board. Yeah, what I say, offensive. I meant defensive yeah. board. Didn't have a defensive. Had three offensive boards, no defensive board. Just like, hey, go rebound because look, in league play, they can't. You can't keep getting beat on the boards. It, mm-hmm. it, it'll get you beat. You gotta, you gotta be more competitive from a from a. A rebounding standpoint and look they're not good enough athletically to get beat on the boards and get beat with second chance shots you're 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 going to have to be dogs on the boards it's your only way that you're going to have an opportunity against the tennessees and the alabamas and the kentuckys my god kentucky um you know our arkansas auburn um there, there's a lot of good teams in the league there's a lot of good teams in the league there Georgia's not a bad basketball team this year. It doesn't appear that South Carolina's a bad basketball team. I don't think they're good. The only team right now that you could argue is bad in the SEC is Vanderbilt. And Jerry Stackhouse, typically his teams get better as the season goes on. So you're just not going to have freebies. You're not going to be able to have nights where you get whipped on the boards and overcome it against, I don't know, Georgia. It's just not going to happen like that. You're, You're going to have to get consistent. And that's what he's trying to preach. They got beaten second chance points 16-9. They got beaten bench points 33-9. They got out-rebounded on the offensive end 15-8 last night. Can't happen. Against that team. The bench thing is one thing. I don't yeah. think he's really concerned about that because he's going to – look, he's going to play a small rotation. Yeah. But, no, you, you, you can't get beat on second chance points and you just can't keep getting pounded on the boards because you're probably going to get beat in the paint even when you play well. 
they're a team, but it's still learning how to compete, learning how to win. I mean, it's a program that has not won in several years. These guys have not won. So there's still a process on what they're trying to do for the season and trying to kind of go through this baptism while winning enough games to be competitive and relevant and all those different things that are going on. But he's he, he's having to kind of teach that right now. And they're, I, I wrote about it on the board this morning. They put some hoop stats out. You can get that at rebelgrove.com. They're winning in a lot of ways because they're just not doing a lot of stupid stuff. They're protecting the basketball. There's right. not a lot of dumb things. They're showing they're well coached and they're responding to him right now. And that's probably as a program what you're most excited about that you're trying to watch it. So. Brian makes a really good point. He says Arkansas, Alabama, Kentucky can drop 85 on you easy. They're scary. When you play those teams, if you're going to have a chance to win, you can't let them have second chance points because when they miss a shot, you got to go get the rebound. You, you you cannot if you let them get second chance points. Those three teams, and they're not the only three. Mm-hmm. Those three teams can run you out of a gym fast because they have so many guys who can score. And Ole Miss needs basically it's three yards to score a lot every night because they're not getting points in the post. Outside of that one game against NC State, Breakfield's not giving them points consistently. Now let's keep this real for a minute. Yeah. Okay. If this team's going to make the NCAA tournament. They probably have to get Brandon Murray cleared. Yeah. Now, Beard's so good that if he did it, I'd be like, wow. But it wouldn't be like, holy wow. It would just be like, this dude, he's something else. I mean, I think he's he's legitimately – I mean, what a hire by Keith Carter. You watch his post game. It's it's elite the way that he speaks to his players through the media – the way that he speaks to fans through the media, the way that he challenges through the media. Not everybody knows how to do that in a way that doesn't come across as condescending Mm -hmm. or whining. A lot of coaches do it, and it comes across like you're whining about it. People are like, man, you make blank million dollars. Shut up. Don't tell me how to spend my money. You don't understand my life. He doesn't do it that way. He it, it, It's elite. I mean, I'm telling you, if the basketball thing didn't work out, marketing would. But they've got it. But for them to get where they, I, yeah. I still think they're a scorer away because it's not right. It's right. But you can't ask, hey, Jalen, Matt, Allen, I need your A game every single night. Yeah. I need 15 a night from all of you. I mean, and one of you needs to go for 25. Yeah. I, I need that every single time. Well, that's not realistic, especially now what's going to happen because you're going to start playing against teams that have scouted you for a while. Mm. I mean, Rick Barnes is going to have them scouted. And they're going to they're going to say, "Hey, we're going to put we're going to put a couple of guys on some of those guys and we're going to take them away. We're going to make somebody else beat you're us." You're going to make Brickfield go for 14. Yeah. And like it's it's Yeah, like Eric Musselman's going to scout them and go, "All right, well, I'll tell you who's not beating us tonight is Alan Flanagan." Mm-hmm. And then he won't. And so somebody else has to. And you can win those games. Like I think Ole Miss could beat Arkansas. I think Ole Miss could beat Alabama. I think, But to do it, someone else has to step up. And at some point, Sharp and CSA are going to have to do something. I mean, you're going to have to you, – you, you can't just be totally perimeter-oriented and, and, and expect to really make noise in the league. Yeah, so UCF Sunday uh, in Orlando for that one. Again, they're not home for two more weeks. Got a couple games away from uh, – Oxford in the meantime for that. We'll look at UCF more tomorrow. We'll dive into the NCAA stuff right after the break. First, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. Real brewed tea, flavorable punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation. Perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. 
Don't settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team or you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching at a bar, hosting friends at home. It's there to elevate your experiences. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional bases. Covering my nutritional bases for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water. I do it at night before, let it get cold in the refrigerator, shake it up in the morning, drink it first thing, done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash MPW. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. Do you need a stocking stuffer idea, something for the boss or a secret Santa? Maybe you want to just treat your own feet. Take advantage of incredible savings with Dead Soxy's holiday 2023 sale. Head over to deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE. Score 33% off. Happy holidays. And as always, stay Soxy. Um, we're also brought to you by uh, Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. If you're ser- searching for residential or commercial properties in Oxford or Tupelo, contact Whitney McNutt for amazing professional service and support. Contact Whitney at Whitney at TM Homes or 662-567-2573. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Siegel with Seagull Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Uh, we'll have a hand raised guys tomorrow afternoon that's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great people, products, and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer. 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. And we're brought to you by A-Stock. It's a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K.B-I-D, or download their app, Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. It's getting close to the end of 2023, so if you need to make year-end donations for tax purposes, call the foundation, and they'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives, whether it's the Vault Society or Empower. Both initiatives give a tax-deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign, if you're working on estate planning, call the foundation for that. Discuss Forever Ole Miss. For further information, 662-915-7159 or give to athletics.com. All right, so it came out yesterday while we were uh, on the podcast. Ross Dellinger with the story that NCAA President Charlie Baker, 
He uh, has not been on the job that long. He replaced Mark Emmert, who uh, was a disaster for a really long time there in that uh, in that position. And I've just kind of made a bunch of notes. I, I read through multiple things. I uh, have kind of read everything that Dellinger has said on it, read everything that Wetzel has said on it, because he typically is really good at this kind of thing. Um, first off, I, I think it's – it's and again, I guess we'll say this. We'll back up yesterday. If you didn't listen, if you've been under a rock – they are proposing a separation inside Division One, where if you would like to really uh, put your money where your mouth is, you can make your own rules. That is the way it works. They okay. can split off. You can do that. But to do that, a couple key things, including some things that aren't going to work. Um, you have to give $30,000 per at least $30,000 to at least half of your countable athletes on campus. That means all because how in the hell do you separate that out? And fifty percent has to go. Fifty percent of the total money spent on this has to go to female sports. So Title Nine still compliant. Well, because by the time you do it for football, men's basketball, and baseball, you're going to even you've that covered out, all the female. You sports. pretty much have to give all the female sports the money just to make the math work. Correct. And so there's a lot of things. And, and again, okay, let's let's start here. And, I, and I'm trying not to be completely jumbled because I got 14 thoughts. So I'm trying to outline it best I can. First off, everybody, even at the NCAA, who believes this is something that will eventually work, knows two things. This is simply a conversation starter. It's just a proposal. And while most medium people who are pretty locked in believe a version of this will pass, it is probably not this version. So remember, this is simply... We're going to trial, and this is the plaintiff statement, and we'll see where we get through the suit as it gets to the end. But this is going to the arbitration table with one segment of things to get the conversation going. So if you're freaking out, if you're wondering about things, the minutia is not overly important right now. The point is what they are saying is, hey, look, all those Power 4 schools that want to get do your own thing, and that means – number of coaches, countable scholarships, and all your sports. You can go run wild, have at it, make your own rules under the NCAA umbrella. But to do that, you got to pay for entry because that's really what this is. This is a tax, in my opinion, oh. to – you see what I mean? Hey, sure, go yeah. do what you want to, but you're yeah. going to have to follow our rules to do it, and you're going to have to kind of pay a tax to do it. And here's the rule on the tax. So this is the Major League Baseball thing about, okay, yeah, you, you want to have a $400 million payroll? Sure. The luxury Go tax. for it, but you're going to pay this luxury tax. And if you go over this number, you're going to pay on a different apron or whatever. This is – and if you – there's a repeater tax. And if you do this several years in a row, you pay even more taxes. All so, right. Okay. So, so, yeah, so a bunch of different stuff here. You can stop me and get through all of it, just however you want to do it. Um, because they're the NCAA – I'll try not to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're fine. We can do it however we want to do it. Because they're the NCAA, you know two things they always do. They always worry about Title IX, so you got that. I'll get to why that matters in a minute. And then two, they keep going, oh, no, no, but it, it, it's, you can pay up to 30000 and now look, the main programs, even including Ole Miss, they're going to pay way more than 30000 That is simply a barrier of entry because it's going to become a competition inside itself. Okay, but, but here's my question, though, so, so, and, and maybe you're going to get there. Yeah. So if, if I pay... Johnny five star, five hundred thousand. I'm just throwing a number out. Do I have to even that out across the board? With yeah, you won't do that. What you'll do is set a number. You're paying everyone, and then you can do nil on top of that. This is a base number that you're paying under this way because the money's not going straight to the player. That's where this is dumb. That's what I'm getting at. Is that they're calling it this? Basically, up to or a minimum of thirty thousand dollars, but no cap. 
for educational purposes to go into a trust, and then the trust pays the player. So it's not even the school directly paying the player for this portion of it. The money goes into what they're calling an educational trust, which Dan Wetzel goes, it's just a damn trust. Shut up. Um, they're putting it into a third party to then do it. And then they don't want to call it revenue sharing, but it's 100% revenue sharing because what you're doing, hey, kindergarten definition, sharing the revenue inside the athletic department by using athletic department revenue to pay this thing. It is so stupid. But they're trying to avoid... 1099s employee they're trying to go nope we're just putting money in a, t- in a in a trust to then let y'all do this and separate it out and now here's the catch to this i know I got, you I got, got a thousand i, I know so much all right the catch to this is that even a lot of power five schools or power four schools whatever the hell we're calling it now we'll go power four power four schools really power two are not going to be able to afford this the ncaa is not thinking or maybe they don't give a shit maybe that's the whole point is that there are a lot of schools in the Big 12, the ACC, probably even the SEC and the Big 10 that are operating on deficits without even collective money to build through or anything else. So a couple things this does, like Ole Miss was actually an example that Wetzel used. Um, He went through, found the number of athletes that would be necessary at a bunch of different schools and what this meant, even at a minimum cap, okay? Well, here's a couple on the big end. UCLA has 900 athletes. That means if they were doing what we believe these major schools would do, UCLA would be paying two and a half times what Ole Miss is paying on this cap thing. Because Ole Miss, at minimum, if they're going to give it to their countable athletes, and again, it's a weird number, it's hard to know exactly, but under the guys that Wetzel and Dellinger were talking about, which is, we'll take that because they are ahead of this. Ole Miss has 417 athletes. If I'm a CFO at one of these campuses, I quit. Yeah. I just go get a job in accounting. So Ole Miss has 417 countable athletes, okay? The minimum amount of $30,000 means Ole Miss will need to pay $6.25 million per year, with half that going to women's sports. And that's at the $30,000 number? That's at the $30,000 minimum on that. Ole Miss has 417 uh, okay, so which is basically can I interject six a question a here? 6.2. Yeah, sure. So what happens like at Ole, let's use we're talking about Ole Miss. Let's use Ole Miss. What sure. happens to the Grove Collective? There you go. Dellinger believes, and again, I'll take Ross's word, far more bright on it than I am. He believes that this is actually a way for collectives to be eliminated because schools will be able to simply purchase the players' rights themselves on top of this. He believes this is a minimum number that's going to get put, but that NIL is still going to be sellable, if you will, in addition to this by the schools. Without involving Title IX? That's what he believed. He believed that this was going to be one part of it because he's worried about this, what is it, the Knight case that the NCAA is in the middle of right now? They're getting sued, and they're getting sued on three ways. If if they lose the case, they are going to get hammered for uh, backdated NIL, yeah, backdated bowl revenue or broad sorry broadcast right revenue, and then essentially an elimination of collectives in a lot of ways. I mean, I've heard people say if they lose this case, it's absolutely devastating. It's like so, a bomb going off. So he said on his podcast with Forty and Wetzel this morning that he believes that this is a way to eliminate. I mean, he literally used the word eliminate collectives. Which would, because it would allow schools to buy NIL rights from players directly. That's what he believed. 
Forty believes, and now look, I, I liked this podcast for this reason: is Wetzel is all the way over here on one side, going just pay, they deserve it, they whatever, and then Forty, because of his family, is the freedom fighter for Olympic sports. I'm not even blaming him for this. That's worried about everybody and does not believe an athletic department is built for money. He believes that it should be about players and experiences and all whatever. Sure. Point being, but even he admits, and what what they agreed upon. Again, this is College Football Inquirer. If you'd like to go listen, I'm stealing some of their content. Yeah, sure. Is they're a member of our team. Is, Yahoo. Yahoo. Um, he believes what happens, and this is a weird one, that there's no way they can't eliminate sports. So Olympic sports are going to be eliminated at tons of schools across the country to some degree. They'll pick sports to completely wash away with. This does not allow you to succeed. Every, every men's sport other than football, basketball, and baseball disappears immediately. Because the Title IX part of this. If it got under this guise, because yeah, and then but here's the deal: you would even have to eliminate some women's sports, and the ones that were remaining, they're making bank all of a sudden. Because do the math. Think about that. If you got to give half to women's sports, well, if I'm paying the full football roster, then the women's sports that remained, the women are about to make a minimum of God knows what because they're getting half of that. Keep going. I'm sorry. I, I got, I've got so many questions that we would go till noon. So, because look, I haven't seen an AD come out and go, "Hey, to fix this, we're going to cut staff, we're going to cut salaries, we're going to we're going to cap head coach salaries." But you'll have to. I, yeah, I think the bloat in the athletic departments is one of the main things. It's when you look at the line and go, "How do you, how do you manage that?" Um, they're still saying right now that outside of football. Any team that was not opted into this would still compete for the same championships. So even in, under this guideline and this purpose, the basketball tournament would remain as same. So the why, baseball so, tournament would remain as so same. So why would you opt in? For football. To create your own rules in football. Or your rules everywhere, but football being the main reason. Because the teams that opt in are going to have such a recruiting advantage in football. Because they can just go do what they want money-wise and staff-wise. Here's, what, 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 here's it, where I'm with you. And this is what nobody's understood. And, and frankly, Dellinger and them didn't hit this. Is I, I get that creating your own rules is a huge deal, okay? Got me? Yeah. But at the end of the day, what problem is this actually solving? Well, that's what I'm asking Because you. I can go pay the damn players as much as I want to pay them anyway. That's what I'm asking you. What, so why am I picking up these nine problems to fix this one problem? And the answer is, there isn't. It's just the NCAA going, hey, we have no freaking power. We're going to throw this little carrot over here and hope you take a bite out of it. That's See, I'm, I'm hearing this, and I'm hearing this as the NCAA just doesn't like collectives. Well, they don't like collectives. And, and I get it. I mean, I, I get it. I mean... Th- th- I, I don't I don't even know where to start. Go ahead. Are you f- trying to fix a problem that's not yet a problem? Is it really a problem? What I mean, the, the current landscape, it's nuts. I'll give you that. It's total insanity. It's going to run a lot of coaches out of the game. But this, what you're talking about, doesn't change that at all. This doesn't change the transfer portal. This doesn't change the black market payments that get kids to campus. This doesn't change the bidding wars for kids in the portal. Because right now they have three leverage points a player does. 
out of high school, his one-time transfer, and his grad transfer. You have three points of leverage to get paid if you're good enough. Mm -hmm. This doesn't change any of that. This just says, oh, but we have to address this Title IX thing. And my argument is, no, you don't. I mean, it is a forced separation that goes, hey, if you guys are ready to be done with this, here's how you do it, but here's the rule that we're going to tell you to do it by. Look, I'm a girl dad, and yeah. I love soccer. I've, I've, I've grown to love soccer. I, I will watch it in here by myself. But there's no justification to pay on top of her scholarship a women's soccer player at Ole Miss, for example, no offense, $30,000 per player per year NIL. They're, they don't have any NIL. There is no NIL. Where's the return on that investment? It's, that's point. it's not even NIL. It's revenue sharing. But it's having to share the revenue everywhere. Okay, but... but no, I, I, I get so, it. I, but I, this I, isn't even counting NIL. <laughs> NIL's on top of all this. I'm not arguing with you here. Because so that's my, where this is dumb. But, it's but hey, the, it's, but, it's $6 million for Ole Miss, and that doesn't even count the NIL because, of course, the damn quarterback's going to get more than $30,000. You and I have revenue sharing, right? So if we make revenue, we share it. Yes. But, Chase, if we don't have any effing revenue, there's nothing to share. You don't come to me and go, hey, I want my percent of zero. I'll go, well, sure, take it. Have at it, champ. In fact, Chase, I'll give you 100% of zero. Yeah. So if you don't make any money and they don't, there's nothing to share. There's nothing to share. They don't make money. It is. Why is this so hard? Why is this? Why is this? Why is this so hard for people to understand? That it is Baker's thing to try to salvage something and make it look like he's being so proactive. And frankly, he's fooling people. Because I have a question, and, I, and like I, I like him, we both really like him and admire him. Why is Andy shilling for the NCAA all of a sudden? I don't know. Why is he acting like how brilliant they are all of a sudden? What are we doing? It's a really good shrimp cocktail. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, like Caitlin Clark is doing fine. But Caitlin Clark's special. Angel Reese, she's doing fine. The gymnast at LSU makes more money than all these quarterbacks. Olivia Dunn. Olivia Dunn. She's she's beautiful and she's marketable and 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 that's the real world, right? Beautiful people make more money than the ugly people. It's the real world. Life happens. We're not all made the same. Taylor Swift's the time person of the year. We're not. I mean, and she's one hell of a performer. You can say whatever you want about her music, but people who go to her concerts come back like it was a spiritual experience. And, and she's I'm her like, own damn economy. Good for her. Yeah, sure. I, I got, got no problem. I got no issue with that. LeBron makes more than the dude on the end of the Lakers bench. Why? Well, he's the GOAT. The guy on the end of the bench, he's a really good player. I mean, you don't they don't give you one of the little uniform things in the warm-ups and let you run around and dribble the ball in the warm-ups. In, in, at, at with the Los Angeles Lakers or the San Antonio Spurs or whoever, the possible exception is the Detroit Pistons, but everybody else, you have to kind of earn it. But not all of those guys are the same. Not everybody's everybody. Everybody on the Nuggets doesn't make what Nikola Jokic makes. Why? He's more marketable. He's more successful. This is just life. I don't know why this is hard. And I'm. 80, 85,000 people go to football games. You, you, they don't go to soccer. Like, I love soccer. I, I wish that I wish that Tuesday night soccer was as big of a deal as Friday night football, but it's not. So you live with it. So, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking on Andy here. I am, I'm, I'm saying this because I respect him, and usually he's my common sense guy. And when I feel like I'm losing my common sense guy, I have an issue. But his two tweets here make no sense, and it's what's driving me insane. He says, in all seriousness, this is a stunning amount of common sense from the NCAA on a big picture issue. Not really sure how to handle it. In no way do I see it that way. This is me talking again. And then here, he says, um, now this deal, which would be great for athletes and terrible for a lot of associate ADs, might not be enough. And then Don Dennis, some dude on Twitter, goes, the Title IX implications are the killer because you have to double what you think your football budget will be to comply with Title IX. Why would a school sign up for that? They can't stop private NIL deals. What problem does this actually solve? Thank you. And his only answer who's is... The, who's this guy? Because that's my guy. Uh, DDennis73 on Twitter. Hey, DDennis, you and me, baby. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> hey, let's have a beer. And Andy's only response is... The one where you have to beg donors for coach buyout money and beg them separately to pay players. No, you're still begging them to pay players because now you're just moving the money from the Grove Collective back into Denson and the foundation using it locally, right? You still got to have cash. That's the way I it's read it. It's not monopoly money through the university. So, so Now this- it's just, hey, instead of the Grove Collective and Walker getting the $8 million, hey, I need that to go back into the university fund because now we're going to use this to pay the players. Except instead of having ten million for recruiting, I've only got four million because I had to pay six million for this. It, it, I, I don't get. I, it makes no sense. What's well, there? You go. Then 
that it's probably going to happen because college sports. In the meantime, so, so wait, wait, so hold on a second. So you're putting you 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 fold the the collectives into basically the foundation. You basically bring those people in, and now they just raise it together. I mean, what is that? How does that? What I I don't I don't understand the I don't even understand like how this got to the place where it got honestly because I would have been the guy in the room that goes this is stupid. You're surprised that a conference room somewhere got this to this point. That's uh, that's more than fair. Thank you. I deserve that. All right, I got one more part of it, but I'm going to tell you about Prime Shrimp first. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. They also have an eighth coming soon. They got the uh, ginger soy flavor. Obviously, there's things that we can use that for as well. It's great for lunch, great for dinner, great for busy days and the holidays. You can work into recipes and do much more with it. It's freezer to plate in fewer than 10 minutes. They ship directly to your door, and we're giving you a discount. Buy five pouches or more. Get a bunch of your favorites. Try some ones you have not tried yet. Even take part in the two-pound bags of individually frozen like what's at the grocery store, it's a higher-quality shrimp than the New Orleans-based company. That's code RG. Five pouches or more, 25% off. Code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. It's socialism, essentially. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get your Peach Bowl gear, Ole Miss and Penn State, you may have heard, are playing in the Peach Bowl December the 30th uh, in Atlanta. You can get your gear at the College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. They also have two locations in Jackson, and they have uh, another one in Oxford, right off of Sisk Avenue in the Oxford Commons. 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Again, collegecornerstore.com for all of your Christmas gift giving, uh, bowl stuff, that kind of thing. Uh, we're brought to you by Pinnacle, the Pinnacle 401k trust, 401k advisory services team. We'll uh, help you today. Get in touch with them. They'll give you a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're trying to plan a vacation, a getaway to create a lifetime of unique memories, get in touch with uh, John. Give him some parameters and a budget. Let him give you some options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email. Edwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Opa's a perfect place to plan your Christmas party your uh, company dinner, your festive party event, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. Uh, OPA can accommodate up to 200 guests. So for catering or booking information, uh, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. Uh, we're brought to my service specialist staffing and recruiting agency. Uh, they've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. If your company's looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate, and, and companies don't pay until you hire a candidate that uh, service specialist sends. In other words, you've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, Service Specialist LTD. Dot com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals, so schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. 
<sighs> podcast. I'm just I'm sad today with the readers. Today's podcast brought to you by GNM Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. They are offering their uh, high dose flu shots for any patients over 65. Most clinics typically give standard dose to all patients, but they highly recommend that the older patients get a high-dose flu shot from them. They also have the new RSV vaccine, which is helpful in a lot of different ways. You can give vaccines by appointment, which means getting in and out super easy. Just give them a call to schedule. That's 662-236-2222 for GNM in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Spring. One one clarification here um, on this Title IX element okay. is I wanted to see if it was number of students or number of dollars, and it is – it's it's really just number of dollars. So the way it's written, schools must continue to abide by the framework of Title IX, assuring that fifty percent of the investment directed toward women athletes. See, that's what I was getting at, right? That doesn't mean you have to have equal number of women's athletes. No. It means that the number of dollars has to be equal. So, so if, technically So you if you could, have to pay two million dollars for your quarterback, well now that's two million dollars that you gotta somehow disperse among all the well, female athletes. Is that what you're saying? No, because they can say this is the cap for all the players, then we're gonna do NIL on top of this. But my point I'm is I'm so lost on that part. But go ahead. I'm just not smart enough to figure it out today. Well because this is education related funds. Oh for the love of God no, I'm reading. I know. I'm reading. I'm not upset at you. It's I'm, actually the loophole that allows you're this. You're just the messenger. Right, it's the fill, loophole fill, that allows fill me this. Because I'm lost. No, because you go, hey, this is what we're paying for the educational related things to the trust fund. And now in addition to that, because we can make our own rules, well, we're our own NIL thing. So now we're going to pay Jackson Darth this on top of that. But that's not to the trust fund and through the education related numbers. So, that's to so why, this. Why? Go ahead. I'm still failing and again i know you're frustrated with me probably right now because i'm i'm being dense but i'm also being practical why would i pos- why what would what is the if i'm old miss for example if i'm lane kiffin i'm keith carter i'm the people over there at at 8 miles from here when i'm sitting in the room and i got my athletic staff and i got lane who probably would lose patience within i don't know 30 seconds i i got i've got Financial people. I've got Denson in there. I, I'm I'm bringing Walker in. I'm yeah. got, I, we're sitting around the table. Big conference table. Everybody's everybody's finished with the how, how's your mom and them. And then we get down to business. My question would be, why in the world are we even thinking about signing up for this? What 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 would signing up for this do for us? You're held hostage if a number of schools do it, and you have no choice. Because if this new system passes in any capacity. You have no point but to gain entry. Okay, but if I'm not in it, I can still pay my football players whatever I whatever I can raise, right? I mean, well, there is again, this is a Kickstarter platform. I get it. Under this guys, the way Dellinger explained it was that you had to be in this coalition to compete for the national championship in football. But not the basketball and baseball. Correct. Thing. Well, technically, right now, the NCAA does not run the football national championship. The college football playoff runs the college football playoff. The college football playoff is not an NCAA-run institution. I realize this isn't a fair question for me to throw at you. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm really... My point, but real quick, my point to the women's thing was I was thinking $30,000 for all women student athletes to match that number. But... Technically, it's the minimum number that 
the men get yeah just in total so it's a little bit of minutiae there my point is there could be some women that get a lot of money in this well and i'm cool with women that get a lot of money yeah sure whatever i'm just pointing yeah. out um like their 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 scenario they painted was texas a&m softball a player there would make three times what they would make playing professionally in professional women's softball simply to meet the parameters of this legislation. I don't even remember my question anymore. I've got so many that are kind of racing through my head. Um, And again, schools are going to go over 30 grand if they did this. Well, of course, because it's going to become a pissing match. But it doesn't have to because you can still do NIL on top of it. Again, $6 million just per year. But how many, Where is it coming from? How many schools have $6 million per year? Very few. I mean, what are we talking about? Like in the SEC alone. And that... I mean, who in the SEC could do this without blinking an eye? Texas, Texas A&M. I mean, okay. After that, you're, you're. But here's the thing: it's not even six. Ole Miss is one of the smallest athletic departments in the country, from a player standpoint, because they don't play a ton of sports. Okay. Okay. That's actually the really low end. It's one of the secrets to why SEC is so well maintained financially. Because they don't do all that. Stuff They're not the doing all does. the Pac-12 crap with right. the extra sports. Right. It's one of the things nobody really talks about is they don't play a ton of sports. They don't do wrestling and all the other the rowing, water polo and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, lacrosse. I mean, yeah. even though it's probably going at some point, I. It's that so. UCLA again nine hundred, Michigan eight hundred and seventy seven. Stanford, go ahead and shut the whole damn thing down. Basically, a thousand student athletes. Well, they would have to shut a lot of it down, wouldn't they? The whole damn athletic program. Because Stanford, as a school, is never going to pass to cut women's sports. Nope. They'll bankrupt the whole institution first. Well, yeah, but at some point you have to do practical things, right? At some point, you at some point a budget's a budget. Unless you're running the country, which Hardman, they said it's only half. Um, they only are mandated. Yeah, twelve million if it's four seventeen plus thirty. But um, they're saying that you only have to pay half of. I don't know if it's. <laughs> yeah. Again, nobody has explained to me why it's the half thing, but I'm just telling you. I will half. say that you have earned your uh, shrimp cocktail today. I, you really have. I'm against the whole damn thing. No, I'm just trying to explain it. You've done a good job of 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 trying to be to be fair and objective and not talk about how completely effing stupid this is. See, I'm not going to get a shrimp cocktail. They're going to kick me out. I'm not going to get one. It's asinine. It is so you, completely okay. and utterly asinine. Well, there goes yours, buddy. No, it's this is idiotic. I, I don't I don't know how anyone could sit in a room and go, yeah, we gotta do this. And again, I, I, I it sounds like it's more than six point five million. It sounds like it's going to be significantly yeah, more that, that than that. That is a minimum, but there is no cap. So But how, no matter what you go up to, fifty percent is has to be Title IX compliant. <laughs> Again, I'm all for women's sports. It's a great opportunity. They get scholarships. Somebody who would know said in the SEC, you're probably talking about A&M 
Texas, Florida, Georgia. I mean, sorry, A&M, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, maybe. Four. Okay. They could do it without yeah. really having to figure it out. Like, Florida's got a bunch of sports. Yeah. They'd have an issue. Auburn has sneaky a lot of sports. Kentucky has a lot of sports. Like, they play men's soccer. Mm-hmm. South so Carolina plays men's soccer. So you'd kill that. Here's my point. is It just feels like you're just taking opportunities away from young people that would, are going to college on athletic scholarships in sports where they're never going to play professionally. But they're you're taking away what it was always kind of supposed to be, right? The, the girl that goes to Ole Miss to play soccer. She's probably not going to go play professional soccer. I mean, a couple will, but for the most part, they're not. They're not going to make... They're not going to make life-changing professional soccer money, but they get the college education paid for. They get to compete on a team. Uh, they get to travel the country, and they get all, all of these benefits that, that come from being a student athlete. Why is that not enough? Can I play devil's advocate? For yeah, sure you do. Anyway. I'm not really a devil's advocate. I cut my finger. Did you really? Mm-hmm. On paper? I think when I banged the thing. <laughs> Look, I think the NCAA is just being a collection of morons that can't get past the educational Title IX part of this to actually be smart at the table. I think that's what this is. Oh, so you're going to grant me that this is this PC thing that they just simply cannot I get think away th- from. I think there are two things that simply are unable to get away from in this amateurism thing. And it's, Neil, they took the time to say this money is strictly for educational purposes. They're putting a trust fund. $120,000 of educational purposes over a four-year period? Minimum? I mean, come on. It, it's it's stupid. It's simply to make them feel better about things. My point being, is it possible the unintended consequence from the NCAA of this is that the SEC and Big Ten get enough damn money from TV to figure it out, and this is actually just a way to create a 32-team super conference? All right, say that again. Is it possible that because the broadcasting rights for the SEC and Big Ten are so damn much more than everybody else, yeah. that that gives them a way to actually make this happen? And that all we're actually doing is passing some version of this that creates a 32-team super conference and goes to hell with the rest of you. Oh, and it gets away yeah, where you get to take the top of the top and just form a mini NFL. Suddenly, the Big 12's gone and the ACC's gone and goes, no, it's not a power four. Sankey and whoever the new guy in the Big 10 is goes, hey, yeah, we but, technically can do this. But again, Chase, I'm not – I mean, unless you really renegotiate that deal, I'm not sure that all the SEC schools, all the Big 10 schools could do it. Could Indiana again, do this? First draft. First draft. That's a good First point. Draft. Okay. This is even Baker himself said this is a Kickstarter to a conversation. What's the hell of that? That's what he said. That's the way he framed it in this is I know this version is not going to pass. This is a Kickstarter into the conversation. Okay. They're also going to have to deal with some legal stuff going on because multiple congressmen this morning have already filed uh some type of bill or legislation or pre pre legislation that says if you are trying to pass this, you also are giving them employment benefits for right to collective bargain and right to fair work Well, and I, don't, and I don't mean this to be flippant, but the problem with Congress getting involved in this is that Congress, unlike an athletic budget, they just, they, they just kick the can down the road. They just run massive debts. You run an athletic department budget, you've... you've You've got to balance the thing. It's real money. It's not, hey, we'll let our grandchildren figure this out down the road. It's, no, we got, we got to do this year by year. You write the check that says, hey, we're going to give Lane Kiffin $9 million a year to coach football. That's real $9 million. If 
you pay the women's coach $1.5 million, that's real $1.5 million. It's not, hey, whatever, we'll just run the debt up. Ha ha, look at the running debt. Yeah. So Congress has no ability to relate to this whatsoever because it's, even it's, if they did, well, yes, it's real money in athletic departments. It's also not well spent money. So you can't bring logic to an athletic department budget either. I mean, as you said, a, a, a if you take a C a CFO out of Google or Microsoft and go, hey, now you're running an athletic department, they're going to raise your hand and go, hold on, what? Oh, they'd say, what in the hell are we doing? Yeah. I mean, that first day would just be scorched earth. Yeah, right. Can you imagine? I mean, they'd walk the halls going, this is <laughs> this is total insanity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, mean, I would love. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, It'd be bring, a TV show, wouldn't it? Bring somebody in from like Boeing for three days and go, hey. We need you to clean this up. Sit down with these people and figure it out. <laughs> oh, my God. That guy, you'd find that guy at a local bar at like 2 o'clock just slamming stuff. <laughs> just <laughs> blitzed. Hang on, we're paying what for what? Yeah. He, he just would be, or she would be just gone. Lit up like a Christmas tree. Just have an open tab. The bartender would be like, I don't know what to do with this person. This is, they just keep drinking. Okay. Last thing on this for the day. We're not done, but for today. It appeared that everyone was just trying to read through it and understand it, and nobody went too out on their skis in any direction, even though I thought a couple media people were completely missing the point, which is not a shock. What is media sentiment to this going to be over the next 48 hours as we start really letting it permeate a little bit? You think everybody's going to jump in and go, this is so bright. Charlie Baker, you are a revolutionary. You'll get a lot of that, and you'll get a lot of the same thing I just talked about, which is a lot of that politically correct. They're going to rally around each other. It's why they hate me. They're going to do that deal where there is no practicality, and a lot of them don't understand the money, and they don't understand why you just can't give people more money. And Dan and Nicole are going to go, oh, it's awesome. This is great. Finally, women are being paid what they deserve. And again, I'm not I'm not anti women making money. Like good for Caitlin Clark. She's awesome. There's there's women that make money. There's lots of women that make money. Women are women make money in sports and everything else, but you can't manufacture it any more than the backup offensive guard at Ole Miss is gonna make what Quinshawn Judkins makes. If you and I tripled our subscribership, we would make a lot more money. But they're not going to give it to us unless we triple our subscribership. We're we're eliminating. So you're asking what, what the response will be. The response will be utopia. That this is a form of utopia. This is great. Finally, everyone's getting paid what they deserve. We're putting all of this money in a big pie and we're splitting it up. Except that's not what you're doing. What you're doing ultimately is eliminating opportunity, and they never see it that way because in their world, it always just works out. You just keep coming up with the money. And in, and finally, the people that are CFOs of these athletic departments are going to go, I don't have any more money. We can't do this. There is no more money to do this. And at that point, I don't know what happens. There's always a limit, Chase. I mean, you, if Lane Kiffin walked into Keith Carter's office today and said, I want to double my salary, Keith would probably say, well, that's great, Lane, but we can't. 
right? So if you can go get that somewhere else, you go do it. There's, there's, it's, it's real money. It's not, let, sure, let's just pay everybody $11 billion and, and go on. It just doesn't work. Like All right. That. I'm going to read one more thing here before we move on. Okay. I'm trying to hit everything. I'm, I'm, I'm reading and I haven't, I have not read this before. I, I know shockingly, I did not go to Dan Wolken for my, uh, my, my opinions on this yesterday. But he has a column on it. I'm going to read the first few paragraphs. Tell me if you buy this at all. Okay. okay? This is Wolken. This Wolken. Okay. Our boy. Need a drink first. All I have is coffee, but... If you told any athletics director to Power 5 school that for $15 million per year, they would never have to worry about revenue sharing, making players employees, or collective bargaining with their athletes, they would take it in an instant and never look back. Based on the framework of proposal, it might not, might not even cost that much. While it's a huge deal that the NCAA is ready to acknowledge the inevitability of paying athletes in the current legal environment around college sports, what the NCAA actually put on the table is not revolutionary, and it certainly shouldn't be viewed as satisfactory in the largest sense of what's fair for athletes. Now, that's bullshit, but whatever. It, but it might just be enough to get a deal done with Congress. The specifics are not completely filled in, but there are two key basic points. The first would be allowing schools to bring their name, image, and likeness operations in-house and make marketing deals with athletes directly. This would essentially formalize and legalize what is already going on in the shadows with booster collectives and kind of, sort of, but not really supposed to be working as a go-between for schools to make deals with athletes. The second piece would be forming a new subdivision, blah, 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 blah. Schools have to ensure, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is that a major confidence athletic department with around 500 scholarship athletes, some have more, some less, would only need to spend about $7.5 million more to be part of a new subdivision if it decided to fund the trust for all athletes, $15 million, Blah, 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 blah. His point is they think that it would push Congress from a legal exposure standpoint to completely end everything moving forward and just be a bottom line. You don't have to worry about any more legislation, any more revenue sharing to a higher degree about the players collective bargaining you out of larger percentages of TV money and all those things. My problem with that is Says who? Says whom? Why? Players can still fight. Like, this is not an end-all, be-all where the players are waiving their rights to things. It's simply you giving them more money and giving players more power in a way you already have been anyway. Right? There's nothing in this documentation that goes, hey, players, nope, you can never sue. Never ask for anything else. This is it. Bottom line. Like, it doesn't make sense. Why would a player sign up for this? Why does he want? Why, why would a player want to give up? Or maybe they don't. This doesn't. None of this solves any of the basic quote problems that we have right now. The reason that college football is chaos is one thing: it's the transfer portal. There's too many media that are simply. They're so consumed by nil regulation. When look, I well, get they it. love everything being totally regulated. They love they love government. This is this is they want things to be governed. Their their solution for everything is have the government do it. In reality, Chase, this is where I'm on the other side of this. I think that the market will naturally correct itself because markets nat naturally correct themselves, or they don't, or they keep going. Perhaps this system works. There's no indication yet that this system doesn't work. Now, is it a pain in the ass? Is it going to run people off? Sure. But there's no indication yet, based on TV ratings, based on attendance, based on interest, there's no indication that this current format doesn't work. It certainly works for the players. You Take Carson Beck, for example. 
he he's, he has leverage. He's been at Georgia for three years. He could go to the NFL if he'd like. He could get into the transfer portal today and, and have a multitude of offers. Or he can go to Georgia and go, if you want to keep me, you have to pay me more. I have no issue with that. That's capitalism. There's nothing in the world wrong with that. So if, if Georgia looks at Carson Beck and says, we don't think you're worth two point whatever million dollars to play for us next year. Chase, that's their choice. And then Carson Beck can put his name in the portal, and one of two things is going to happen. He's either going to get that money somewhere else, or he will have made a mistake. And that's just natural. That's, that's life. That's the system that we have right now. And to this point, while it's a pain in the ass and people go, this is crazy and this is not sustainable, and I do all those things too, so I'm not making fun of anybody else. To this point, the people like me who say this is unsustainable, we're wrong. Now we might end up being right because just because you're wrong on Monday doesn't mean you're yeah. it doesn't mean you're wrong on Thursday. But to this point, the people like me who say this system doesn't work, we are wrong. I think he's full of crap. But Dan's reasoning on why schools would actually do this thing, okay? And then I'm, I promise I'm stopping. Okay. okay. If the NCAA can extract these protections from Congress and codified them into law, it ensures the organization's long-term future without the looming threat of the next big case that's going to potentially bankrupting it, ending the entire model or turn athletes into employees. The NCAA would take that in a heartbeat. Schools are tired of, tired of operating in the realm of uncertainty which with about what's allowed in NIL and what might be coming down the pike next. At this point, they just want to know the rules of the road and do what they have to do to comply. For Power 5 conference schools, whose budgets range from 250 down to $90 million, Diverting 15 or 20 to save off the potential of revenue sharing and collective bargaining would be a great deal. They could stay in the NCAA with the power to essentially play by their own rules and not worried about getting called into court. It would be more of a strain for schools outside the Power Five, and some may not come along in the new subdivision. It will undeniably formalize the split between haves and have-nots, um, but that was playing out every day in the real world anyway. What he's missing is even the Power Five can't afford it. Like it, it, it You can't just divert. like it. He's doing what annoys me in general is they act like these budgets in these schools because of bloat and because of all kinds of stuff, including Title IX, like there's no outgoing line to the budget. Like, oh, well, they've just got $120 million sitting there, so what's the big deal on taking twenty and throwing it over here? They're yeah. mostly working in deficits. Again, they They're in the red. They don't understand the basic premise of... of look, it's not run like a business. The end. Because if it were... You would do nothing but have a football program, a men's basketball program. And you might pick one other sport that you want to try to win a national title in. At Minnesota, they'd probably have a hockey program. Yeah. At Ole Miss, they'd probably have a baseball program. And even in those, you'd probably sit down with the coach and go, hey, look, tighten the hams, tighten the tighten belt a little bit now, okay? Yeah. That charter flight? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay, we'll do one of those, but hey. You're busting to Baton Rouge. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be smart here. And everything else, you just shut it down. Yeah, but it's not that. It, it's all about opportunity for young people. That's what it's for. And and basically, the football programs exist so that they can fund all the other sports. That is the business model. Mm -hmm. And you have nil now. People said, well, the players should get paid. And now the players are getting paid. Oh, the players are getting paid. I know of a, I know of a player that played. This is not Ole Miss. I know of a player that played sparingly at a group of five school last year who is getting 125 to go to a power four school really? this year. 
as a depth piece. The players are getting paid. So if that was the concern, and it was for the longest time, we fixed it. it's been alleviated. Yeah. Whew. All right. Northeast Park. This is your fault. Any, you brought it I up. I did. Any SPRC, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the 1 Gig, the Powers, the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's any spark. Dot com six six two two three eight three one five nine phone servers portal controls network security and much more so getting at the best net in Lafayette County six six two two three eight three one five nine. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or call 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in uh, Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings. Uh, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginning lessons to competing at nationally recognized competitions and more. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of, whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program? Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF Master Elite Contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland Services, Mississippi, and its surrounding states. So uh, text or call Riverland today, 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town Oxford's right next door to the Ole Miss campus, offering spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages each with individual leases because they believe in some simplicity and flexibility. Uh, their incredible amenities will have you feeling like you're living in a resort. So uh, grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Text their VIP list today to be the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open. That's 662-300-3733. And I'll have a mailbag up later today. It's brought to you by Art Hayes of Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's International Realty to work for you as a licensed agent with Sotheby's International Realty and a supporter of all things Ole Miss. Art can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. Call and ask Art Howe, 612-805-5929 or email art at arthays at arthur.hayes. At lakesmn.com. Women's Boutique on the Square Style Assembly offering clothes, shoes, purses, jewelry, art, and more. Huge selection of good or sunglasses for men and women. They just launched their new online store. That's shopstyleassembly.com. Shipping is free anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $150. And you can use the exclusive discount code RG15 on the website between now and the end of the year. Receive 15% off your first online purchase. That includes gift cards, get Christmas, holidays knocked out. ShopStyleAssembly.com to do that. They are a corporate sponsor of the Grove Collective and a founding member of the Grove Collective Business Coalition. So again, that is ShopStyleAssembly.com or stop by the store, 203 North Lamar. Ask for Kate. She's the owner. She'll personally help you out. So 
we go from one level of dysfunction to another. Uh, I just found this humorous this morning as I was reading through it. Um, I've been complimenting uh, Stuart Mandel a little bit lately to the point that I'm beginning to get a little uneasy with myself. But uh, he wrote a, uh, a story for The Athletic talking about the ACC's chaos, I guess would be the word, but that's really a polite way to do it because it was their own incompetence that led to it. On, I know we're shocked by that with the ACC yes. leading into uh, Sunday because when you started seeing bowls pop up, None of the ACC bowls were coming out. Nobody knew who was playing who. It, there was nothing going on. The first time was Brett McMurphy was not getting the ACC stuff, and you're like, well, this is not because Brett suddenly became a bad reporter. Something, something's weird. Something's up, yeah. So they did zero work ahead of time. What if Florida State doesn't get into the Final Four? They never talked about it. They never did any, hey, this is plan B, because most conferences would have said, okay, Florida State's in. Here's line A. Here's line B when Florida State's not in. Yeah, they said that typically the Zoom call between the presidents and ads for the ACC last couple minutes, it went ninety minutes and it got started multiple hours late. Um, on that, I'm just going to pick out some different parts of the story. So we, this is at the point that Florida State is not in the Final Four and they have scrambled at this point because um, now Florida State's in the orange. Uh, yes, that is uh, that is that is correct. Um, the Holiday Bowl executive director he uh, he said it was crazy and it all started with the unfortunate decision not to put florida state in the uh, top four it was something no one could fathom and i don't think anybody really planned for it it was the uh, maybe you should have planned for it there guys you've had weeks to figure this out you know, it's anyway. funny because we talked about it numerous yeah, times and i had no say didn't need anything so i, I fathomed anyway it. i found it very fathomable all right so stay with me here for weeks it was just, it was assumed the loser of the ohio state michigan game would play in the orange bowl because that bowl gets the highest-ranked available team from the Big Ten or the SEC. Mm -hmm. But when Alabama upset Georgia, it meant the dogs, not the Buckeyes, landed in Miami. That, in turn, triggered an unusual clause in the contracts that made the ReliQuest, the Outback, turn from an ACC bowl to a Big Ten bowl because of somehow Georgia getting in there. The Irish, who can play in any ACC Bowl in their agreement within the conference, had been the Tampa game's presumed pick, and they were going to go to the Outback and play an SEC team. It was widely assumed that Louisville would be on the other side of the Orange Bowl win or lose in the uh, ACC title game. So either the Cardinals would win and move up enough to be the ACC champion and go to the Orange Bowl, or they would be contractually placed there once Florida State got in the playoff and Ole Miss would be out. So either way, they had ACC had done nothing but said Louisville is going to go to the Orange Bowl, and that's how this thing's going to work. But with no ACC team in the playoff, the conference landed only one year, six team. Ole Miss unexpectedly landed the SEC a fourth berth, sending a ripple through the lineup that left the SEC-affiliate Duke's Mayo Bowl with no team. Through some 11th-hour bartering, the Charlotte game landed a Big 12 team, 8-4 and four West Virginia. No one's really sure how the hell that happened. There's no real explanation from anyone, but the Duke's Mayo Bowl got involved in that going into the weekend you try to plan out the various scenarios apparently not you play the various what ifs danny morrison executive director of the uh, charlotte sports foundation said but we always go in saying understand we're likely to have to play whack-a-mole well didn't work out for the acc the gator bowl the holiday bowl and the pop tarts that's the old cheese it's bowl they comprise the league's premium tier and can, in theory, select any remaining team within one win of each other as long as they avoid repeat visits, regular season rematches, all that stuff. Headed to the weekend, that pool was expected to consist of NC State, Clemson, and North Carolina. 
Now it appeared the Bulls could pick from 10-3 and Louisville and 9-3 and Notre Dame as well. But when the Bulls got on their scheduled call with ACC Senior Executive Commissioner, blah, 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 they learned it would not be that simple. For one thing, conference rules and tiebreakers stipulated that Louisville and NC State had to be two of the three teams selected for those two bowl games because of weird tiebreaker stuff inside their language. As for Notre Dame, and an official with one of the involved bowls said his bowl was simply told point blank by the conference the Irish were, quote, not available to its pool. The source was not pleased at being told who the teams were and believed the process ran contrary to the contracts. But the ACC, because I think because Notre Dame's not actually a member, basically told the bowls in that part, nope, nope, I know the contracts say you can take Notre Dame, but you actually can't. Sorry. So the ACC official said Notre Dame was, quote, eligible for selection, but only under the guidelines, their selection by one of those bowls was not guaranteed. As things kept trickling down and trickling down and trickling down, uh, NC State had been to San Diego in 2021. That was too recently to return. Same applied with Clemson and Orlando and the SEC, which dictates, which largely dictates which of its teams go where. They'd already put Kentucky in the Gator Bowl, which meant Louisville couldn't go to the Gator Bowl because they played each other. Then the Pop-Tarts get the Wolfpack. The Gator got Clemson, and the Cardinals landed in San Diego against USC. The prolonged process delayed selections for the conference next tier bowls, the Dukes-Mayo, the Pinstripe, and the Sun Bowls. Okay, The director of the El Paso, the Sun Bowl game, shuttled back and forth between the war room and a party where he was hosting 300 people. Finally, he got a text that it was time to log into a Zoom, at which point he was informed of the remaining teams it could choose from, UNC, Miami, and Notre Dame. We were shocked, he says. And all our weekly meetings with our committee and all of our board of directors, their name never came up one time. We had no idea what had happened above us. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, all three bowls submitted the Irish as their top choice, per the ACC official. The league then went through the process, couldn't figure it out, and the attorney wrote each bowl's name on a piece of paper and on the Zoom drew it out of a hat. <laughs> he twirled That's them around, awesome. tw- twirled them around, and then Michael Strickland read the name, Sun Bowl. The director of the Sun Bowl went, to, uh, went on to announce it at the party. Only one problem, no one had thought to include Notre Dame, which had last played in the bowl in 2010 among, among its roll of helmets displayed on the table, standing next to Tony the Tiger on one side, uh, lady-in-waiting on the other. He raised his arms like an Olympian, had just won the gold, and the crowd erupted. The game sold out within 24 hours. Pinstripe Bowl landed Miami. North Carolina ended up in the Mayo Bowl, and then the dominoes fell and fell and fell. And uh, even then, though, they went ahead and told uh, Duke they told Duke they would play UCF in the Gasparilla Bowl before someone just happened to notice the teams that faced each other in last season's Military Bowl. So then they had to go back to the table again and switch Georgia Tech with Duke. <laughs> That's awesome. The final bowl of the day, Duke versus Troy in the Birmingham Bowl, came out at 6 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern time, seven hours after Florida State was out of the college football playoff. <laughs> and you wonder, and you wonder yeah. how some conferences don't, don't work out. This is much like when you look at the baseball or the NFL team and go, no, I see how you suck. Yeah. Not everyone gets to be good. Yeah. Management matters. Oh, I have a hunch this would not happen in the Big Ten and the SEC. Not a chance. Zero chance. Whoever the lawyer is for the SEC would not go, hey, hand me the hat. Well, you know, I keep loving the – I know we're over time. I keep loving the guy that goes – somehow Ole Miss got in. I'm like, y'all do know Greg Sankey's got really big muscles, right? He flexed them. 
the SEC is a powerful entity. The SEC wanted another team in the New Year Six. <coughs> you think it was that simple? Hell yeah, I think it was that. I think it was that simple. And I think looking back, we're getting in the playoff. And I think looking back, you and I missed on something. Okay, remember we got a couple of emails, mm-hmm. and we thought, well, everybody gets those emails. Oh, really? I'm not positive. Everybody got those emails. Oh, because I tried hard. Mm-hmm. Follow it up. I just took it for they're really good at their job. I did too, and, and they are. Yeah, but I think the I think the Peach Bowl was very interested in Ole Miss. Yeah, I do. I think the Peach Bowl looked down the road and said, "You know what? They might go ten and two. They've got Lane Kiffin. They're they're kind of interesting. They're close. They're close. They're big alumni base. Big alumni them. base. They'll 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 pack it. Let's keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. And then I think when they were available, and they were." They called somebody and yeah. said, hey. And based on what I've heard, I've heard the Cotton Bowl was high on both Mizzou and Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. That the Cotton Bowl thinks Missouri will bring a lot of people Yeah, and they get to, to do Dallas. the Big 8 Southwest thing. Uh-huh. And yeah. And so that. I'm not – the people that are acting surprised that the SEC got this much representation, I'm like, get used to it, champ. In a 12-team playoff, the SEC is going to have at least four every year. You just think there was no way in hell they were getting left out of that 14 playoff at the end of the day. That's exactly what I believe. I could be wrong. We're never going to find out. If there was any logistical way and everybody just didn't go in some random year 10 and 2 and it'd be what it is, yeah. That's what I think. I don't think there was any way that a one-loss SEC team champion... Got one for you, then. If Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt, does Bama get in over Texas? I don't know. I don't know. Because Texas doesn't have SEC on its jersey yet. I don't know. Probably. So, all right. I mean, did you see? Yeah. Did yeah. you see the financial savings that the bowl, that the CFP, and all that got from having Alabama as opposed to Florida State? Oh uh, yeah, like hundred and fifty million dollars. Also, the best value in sports went out with a bang. The uh, Alabama Georgia SEC Championship game was the most streamed sporting event of all time on Saturday. Whoa! Um, or maybe college football game. Sorry, maybe not sport, but okay. either way. Big number. I was going to say, if it's stream more Sorry. than, than yeah, that yeah, World yeah. Cup final. My bad. Whoa. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Uh, college football game, but it broke all the records for college football broadcasts. They were only paying $55 million a year for that. I know we got to go. That's the one conversation I would love to have with Sankey where that, hey, I know y'all going to sit around the table and talk about eliminating the championship game, but God, that's one hell of a, mm-hmm. that is one hell of an entree on the menu, man. Yeah, you just have to leave it. You have to make it what it is and, uh, and figure it out as uh, as well. Also, we mentioned the Heisman Trophy thing. I'll talk about this more tomorrow. But uh, barring Marvin Harrison Jr. just pulling some hell of an upset, five of the last seven Heisman Trophy winners transfer quarterbacks. They yeah. did not start at their original school. So as the portal continues to uh, draw on, rebelgrove.com in the meantime. Again, we'll talk to Jeffrey tomorrow. we got hand-raised guys tomorrow and more coming your way. So take care. Have a good day.